hello, hello, hello. We have made it through another Sunday. I am so happy that, you know, everyone is just here, alive, getting it. Um, Let's get right to it. This is your girl, Joy Has Questions, and I just have so much on my mind. Randomly, when I was on my way here, I don't know why I was thinking about The Lion King, but I was. And there's one iconic part that I just have always wanted to talk about. Is Am I the only one that feels that that was a documentary of the journey of a fuckboy. Like, when, not, truly, truly, let's think about this, right? Simba has his shit together. He's out here singing and dancing, doing that, I just can't wait to be king, you know, a little bit, which was basically also, we could switch that out and put that, like, Trey song say, ah, because if you, like, had the visuals together, it looked like, you know, I'm that nigga, I'm about to be on. His daddy dies, and he starts having all these issues. By the time Nala finds him... He is out here in the club being average, basically got his hair in a man bun, that same little cognac coat that everybody be wearing. And it's just like she looking at him like, who are you? So I really feel like the Lion King should have ended when after he does his little roar and gets his life together in true black woman fashion, Nala should have been like, okay, that's cute, Anne. And then it like just cut to scene. That's how the Lion King should end because he put her through hell. And she was, like, doing it big. She went out to find help. She was trying to have her life together. But that was just a random thought. So that has always been on my spirit. I felt away when I saw Issa Rae comment on that this season of Insecure. Because I was like, I thought it was just me. Simba was a fuckboy. We need to admit it, accept it. And basically, he redeemed himself. But he could have went the other way. Um, Yeah. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get this episode started. So before I start, you better know, I have the amazing, amazing Amrache. This young lady, we are the originals of a wonderful social club that we won't say just because I don't know if we signed an NDA. I don't remember. <laughs> but we're the originals of this bomb ass social club that everybody in Chicago is trying to be a part of because, you know, the cool kids need to do things with memberships. Shade. Um, also every time I see her she is just so vibrant so beautiful has her shit together traveling the world you know dipping and dodging fuckery it just you know living her best black life so without further ado I want to give it up for my girl Amrache who is going to be co-hosting and a guest today so hi love how are you hey girl hey also I just want to let you all know I know this isn't a visual podcast but her purple tips right now Prince would be proud like he really would I think I was trying to like channel know an amethyst like mm. floral orchid kind of thing like get my whole like crown chakra amethyst kind of vibe going oh i actually i gotta get into that i have yoni eggs but i really need to get into the whole yeah get you some crystals like put them outside clean them charge them you know what i mean oh like, you know get it what going. I, we're doing this okay so <laughs> um the first segment as you all know is you better know and even though i know typically i said i was going to do it for an iconic african-american the day of this story was just so amazing that I was like, you know what? It ain't October, but it's going to be October 1st in this bitch today. So without further ado, Mary, a.k.a. Queen Mary Thomas, she was the leader of the Fireborn Revolt in St. Croix in 1878 in Danish West Indies. Now, when I say they burnt this bitch to the ground, (laughs) they were tired of unfair wages. Even though slavery ended in Danish West Indies in 1848, 30 years later, it was basically like sharecropping, extremely low wage. Well, meanwhile, all the white people were sending out, you know, living their best Caucasian life, sending out uh, Crown Royal and cotton and, and, you know, sugar and all these other great textiles and exports getting rich while all the black people are in here dying and barely able to put food on the table and also make a life for themselves. So they say, you know what? We are tired of your shit. 
And they decided to mobilize. She was the leader of this revolt. And when it was all said and done, more than half the city of Frederickstead burned down, in addition to over 50 plantations, countless sugar mills, and private homes. So she basically was like the girlfriend of Nat Turner. And I was all the way here for it. I was like, yes, take it back. In addition, um, the reason why she now has been in the news so recently is because the Basically, the Danish people gave her a statue outside of the Copenhagen West Indian Sugar Mill. This is iconic because she is the first African woman to be given a statue. Um, I know I'm supposed to be like, oh, man, that's amazing. But let's also keep it real. Denmark or Danish land, however you want to call it, has actually been in the most pure form a geographical or a kingdom since the 10th century. So you mean to tell me since the 10th century, there has been no black woman that, you know, possibly could have done anything that was like worth, you know, mentioning until 2018. Mm -hmm. So if there's anyone who is, you know, not a person of color, when we talk about the shit that gets on our nerve or just like the, the choice that white people at times or whiteness makes to ignore the accomplishments or the stress or even the, the lives of people of color, this is what we mean. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why she is the first black in 2018 anything. Right. Um, black people are all over this fucking planet. So in terms of the pic, not picture, but in terms of the sculpture that was made, I am so happy to say that it was two women of color uh, who actually did it, which I thought was so amazing, uh, named LaVon Bell and Jeanette Ellers, and they also made it as kind of like a replica or paying homage to the iconic image of Huey P. Newton and the fact that like he had the image of like spear in one hand, rifle in the other. So if you see Queen Mary's sculpture, it is her with a torch in one hand and a sugar cane knife in the other. I was like, oh, fuck it up. Yes, Queen. Um, She basically did... I don't know if I would be thankful for this, but she had her death sentence commuted. And instead of dying, she got to live out the rest of her days working in deplorable conditions. So um, needless to say, her sacrifice is something um, black women been doing it since the beginning of time, giving for the greater cause or helping in whatever way that we can. And not all the time are we given the proper credit when we should be. But salute to Queen Mary. It is high time that she got her due. And then on a local level, just want to give a quick shout out to a Houston native mover and shaker by the name of Michelle Nagome. Um, She is a connection strategist who helps clients expand their network so that they can increase their bottom line. She's the founder of Line 25 Consulting, which is uh, a social media marketing business, as well as the fact how she is an accomplished author. That's what I love about millennials. Like, we out here doing everything. We will braid your hair, go have... (laughs) A networking meeting with BET, talk some shit at Persona, and then come back to several day and night jobs. But in terms of her, I think she's bomb.com. She also is an author of Network, Navigate, wow. Nurture, The Equation to Strategic Networking. The girl got the nerve to have a podcast on top of it mm-hmm. called Networking with Michelle. So if anyone wants to find her, connect with her. She's an amazing person. Um, her contact information is Michelle Nagome, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-N-G-O-M-E on IG or Instagram. That was a lot of G's, E's, all that other stuff. <laughs> Basically, you can find her there um, and all her bio information. So those are two people that for you better know that now you know about. So take that information, which you will pass it around, spread it. Let's get this knowledge going. 
Let's go to the place I like to go called So According to IG. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I'm not because I'm just like, can we do better? I've been watching a lot of Iyala today. So I'm like, I feel like I love us for real. Right. And Beloved is going to be all in my conversation for the next couple of minutes. But just hopping right into it. So Friday, Netflix dropped the interview with David Letterman, a.k.a. Sexy White Zaddy, a.k.a. Rich uh, Caucasian Unabomber. <laughs> and I love, number one, David Letterman is out here truly living his oh, best yeah. Caucasian oh, yeah. life. That beard, he's like stroking it at home like, so what else can I do? Okay, he got a bevel kid tucked away. He was like, girl, my morals might be Democratic, but this bank account is Republican as hell. <laughs> like, I love him. He's shady. He he reminds me of like a sassy Jewish auntie. Like, I feel like I could really yeah, talk some shit with him. Yeah, and he'll probably be like, okay, can I feed you now? Like, exactly. I like that, yeah. Or be like, mm, no, I'm not going to invest in this, but you can come back to my house and we can talk some more. I'm like, okay, yeah. I respect yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Keep your coins. Um, but yeah, so he interviewed Jay-Z. So Jay-Z is still doing the I'm sorry, Beyonce apology tour um, <laughs> as they I prep. It's, did you honestly think? I feel like she got a clause. Like she was like, you sign on this dotted line. Oh, yeah. She, had, she gave him the I gave you twins. You give me an apology until 2020. Right. No, not even 2020 until you die. He forever, gonna, forever. Let me tell you something. Like J J J, and she a Virgo, so I already know she had it all up in arms. Oh, definitely. Anytime you make an album, basically telling your husband, "Don't get it twisted. The beehive is mine." Like you're, you still can get stung. Mm-hmm. I think this is gonna be the first. Well, let's talk about this. This is gonna be the first concert where he might actually feel a way. Like she gonna have to be like, "Okay, babe, I know we're better." But, but you did cheat on me. Yeah. Yeah. You you really uh took it the, the, the long way. I think she's kind of like, okay, so we're going to do this tour. You're going to come out. You're going to apologize. You're going to get on your knees. You're going to say something to me. Like, I think that's what she's going to have him do. But I basically believe she goes home. So that's probably why Solange got all crazy in the elevator. I, we Did, ain't going to know who girl. bit her face. We ain't going to know really. I, I so literally. Was it Sinai Lathan that bit her face? I don't know who it was. They said it was Sanaa Lathan. Like, Chrissy Teigen be trying to go in, though. If she I thought had it was to... Jennifer Lawrence, and she was just starting to Everyone shit. hates. Ugh. If that was ever one mediocre bitch that, um, two Academy Awards for the, um, no, we're not even talking about no. that. Let me get back on topic, because mm-hmm. they see how it just, microaggressions yep. just, we all in your spirit. <laughs> and it's like, and for this, right. I fought my way back from a stroke. But anyhow, in regards to David Letterman, um, what I really thought was kind of amazing about the whole situation was the fact Jay-Z got really deep talking about his own family struggles and the sense of like the pathology I find that a lot of black families especially black men have the inability to you know cope with their feelings always Mm -hmm. using their ego and bravado Mm -hmm. um, because that's the one thing that they know they can be good at it's like well I may not have my life together but I know I could get these bitches right right I think they use us as like pawns they use us like a credit card like they want to collect us rack up these points travel use us and i feel like men don't understand that like okay i mean we could do that to you guys too but like if we're not gonna do that why i mean you wouldn't do that to your own mom why would you want to do that to your girlfriend or a woman in general. I think any woman in general. We're talking about that in the next segment because you already know I definitely am commenting on that. But I think even bigger with Jay-Z when he brought up his father mm-hmm. and the whole thing of how it was now different for him or now as an adult he looked back on it differently. I think there's something 
trauma, especially that we hold within us that happens in those formative years, we're always looking at it duh, from our perspective because we're little kids, right? But when you think about our parents, they're looking at it from a perspective of, I did what I had to do to protect my child. Mm -hmm. So there was no way that his mom at, you know, whatever age, seven, eight, whenever his dad walked out or left the family or was given that ultimatum, was going to sit them down and be like, your daddy's having emotional issues because your uncle was murdered. And so because he can't let go of that pain, that's why he can't be an adequate father to you all. She wasn't going to tell them that. Mm -hmm. All she was going to do is be like, look, He's not here. I now got to double down and be both parents in Mm -hmm, one. mm -hmm. But the problem is I find when you don't communicate that to your kids, now they're a grown up and you haven't literally filled in those holes. All they see is like, well, this person walked out my life. Right, right. And, you know, you you carry issues from your parents sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, you have to make that decision. Do you hold that grudge and become your parent to your children or do you use as an example to become a better person exactly and i think finally like he said like watching his family blow up in his face or being really forced to the point of realizing i'm about to lose everything i think that really was a wake-up call for him so even though i you know we made the joke like the apology tour and i know this concert is gonna cost like ovaries 99 because I feel like it's just it's gonna be a pint of blood plus whatever those tickets gonna be out the roof. I heard they were like like two G's a piece. I heard they were like two thousand dollars a piece. I forgot what radio station I was listening to, like something crazy. But they said it was like yeah, uh, tickets kind of like all the noseweeds are sold and they're like $500 a piece. Let me tell you something. If I'm paying $2,000 for a ticket, I better at the end of it find out what Beyonce's frontal construction looks like. Like, how do they put it on her scalp to look that natural? That's true. I like, I, nah, skip that. I want to be able to touch her hand and be like, hey girl, can we have tea? And I'm going to give you two racks, like uh, uh, per seat. Like, can I have the address to Parkwood Entertainment? Like, no, it better right. be some real shit for yeah. that much money. Yeah. I love them, but I'm like, mm, I'll catch this on title or mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch the Coachella one. Right. Um, but that was something that I really did appreciate in terms of Jay-Z. He is op- definitely opening up. Um, David Letterman actually did a really good job of interviewing him. I thought it was going to be like kind of cliche, like, oh, so you're rich. I'm rich. Let's talk about it. And he like was diving deep. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was excited about that. Um, clearly not as excited, though, as everybody was for our favorite, you know, trap girl, Cardi B. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Yes, all day. I like, ow, that's my girl. I'm finna like do a, a whole audiobook on Speak Cardi B 101. You can download that on Instagram. It's gonna be 99 cents. <laughs> I talked about Cardi B last week. It mm-hmm. seems like, I guess, you know, it's not like I'm trying to escape her, but I do want my show to have variety. <laughs> I will just say this. Yes, I talked about it. I'm proud of her. I think she's amazing mm-hmm. in terms of a representation of like women. I, I feel like if you are upset at Cardi B, that self-hatred you have on yourself based yeah. on the fact of you listened to what you thought was supposed to be um, your definition of what a woman was supposed to be. And mm-hmm. here she is. She burst onto the scene, did not do anything in terms of like, oh, she's not demure. She doesn't have a legacy. She doesn't. She didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Like she did everything that a woman is told not to be in. Here right. she is cashing. the and, fuck. and you know what? I love the fact that she explains to people like someone asked her, they were like, so are you black? She was like, yeah, I'm black. I wish somebody would explain that to a large a portion lot of, well, you of know, the Latino community. I, uh, hello, I've had to like sit here and explain to people what like Afro Latina is, and I'm like, so you don't get that black people can speak Spanish and be. We only these- came to America, girl. You ain't know. <laughs> We're only British in America. <laughs> Everywhere else, like mm-mm. we just all of a sudden magically popped up and like. <laughs> 
help the culture with music, food, inspiration. Exactly. The vibe. Right. Know? I mean, you know, just the wave, what right. everyone loves. That dance and that ass you got, even though you super light, please believe somebody. Grandma, 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 grandma was definitely black. So exactly. Need to stop. Um, but that's something. I will just say this, though. I was really perplexed watching the SNL performance for one reason. Because I was looking at her and I was just like... So she's giving me number one fifties do out from the top, and then she's giving me like House of CB from the bottom with the dress. I know it's Christian Siriano, but that was a minor point. The bigger issue I looked at, I was like, "You're rapping a song that we all know was shots to your man who did cheat on you." currently has one of the worms from men in black accusing him of impregnating her (laughs) and then on top of it you are singing a song about be careful as you're however many months pregnant with him so i'm just like girl i want you to be careful like let's turn these lyrics inward well you know what they're young they're 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 really young and you gotta you can never take it from them even though they have money you expect that when people get to a certain point in life and they get money they should become much smarter or more aware okay excuse my language but you're like like, they they hood as hell they hood niggas so one with money and then you got her they gonna be still doing hood things they just have money so it's like if you took them out of this same situation of being like rappers and put them in the same like scenario just them two you would say oh i could see that happening right now like outside of my house that's a real thing and so just because you got money don't mean you necessarily know better you know and they're young she did also say too, even when she did uh, her interview with her old man Ebro, old man in the shoe, the the one that always be competing against the Breakfast Club, that show. Mm. Um, but she said that she struggles with the the fame to resist, like not going back to her old ways in terms of responding to people every time. So I definitely and and that's not something I'm not definitely trying to fault her for that. Oh no, because, no, that's that's growth. That's that's growth. I think she's grown a lot. She's starting to learn better. I think she's starting to understand the media. The thing is now that we've used the internet as like a platform and social media platform what you put online will last forever oh definitely way past you so i think i i have a feeling that she goes back and looks at certain videos and cringes i think i think she does i I know she accepts who she is but i think you know we all do we sit back and be like damn i shouldn't have said that or right i shouldn't have worn that (laughs) i shouldn't have acted like that you know and and i just hope she doesn't do that in regards to offset because i just i look and this is completely my vibes. I don't know none of these, you know, amigo people. Mm-hmm. Amigo. Um, I love them, but you know, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I think about them and I think about that Disney movie, like the three, they oh, had yeah, like the hats, the, hats. the parrots. Oh, yeah, the, Wait, the can birds. we talk about how that movie was stereotypical as shit? Disney always doing Disney some dumb shit. Disney always doing some, okay, Pocahontas, we won't name this, this particular social club, but they showed Pocahontas on Thanksgiving and I was sitting here like, <clears throat> no, they didn't. Girl, yes. I was like, so who told you that was appropriate? First, First off, can't, going back to what I was talking about originally, <laughs> in terms of Cardi B being pregnant, I guess, girl, go for what you know. I guess I'm also just a very big, strong proponent of I want a black woman to get in her bag and her career. And mm-hmm. I know that definitely, like, it's not going to slow her down. Like, she, she's not a Misha Lair, like, a, right. you know, she's going to be barefoot and pregnant with, you know, Suge Knight's 5,000 kids. Right. But at the same time, I'm just like... 
he out here kind of acting up and now you got to sit down for a couple of months or you know, at least a year right. and, and minimize your mm-hmm. momentum. But mm-hmm. overall, I'm very happy for her still carrying I think that's on. why she dropped her album early. Like supposedly it was supposed to come out this like after summer. It was supposed to come out like August. It was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and that was like the rumor. Um, and when she started talking about having an, al- an album coming out, she was saying like, yeah, you know, da, 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 da. They said it's going to come out in August. And then I'm like, oh shit, you're coming, coming out in April, girl. So it makes sense how they put pushed up the day yeah yeah i mean it's fire she's giving me captions till july at least girl hello but you know who else gave me captions who (laughs) aubrey graham our favorite favorite uh uh, emotional canadian because nice for what is a testimony in this bitch all day all day what did you think of when you heard it i mean okay i love me some drake so he really can't do too too much wrong for me um he's you know what I can't really comment. I liked the video. I liked what he was saying. But it kind of throws me off sometimes because I'm like, you you preaching all this to all these like amazing women and all this other stuff. But like, bro, you sleeping with all the strippers, which is no shade on all the strippers. But it's like, you don't. I want to see I want to see Drake with like outside of Rihanna being the shit and whatever celebrities. I want to see Drake with a photographer. I want to see Drake with a girl who's like. Not even necessarily an actress. I want to see him with like a writer. I want- you know what? He's had them though. He was. He's been linked to. He's been linked to every. I feel type of woman right in society. He's been with the big booty bitches. He's been with you know the Journey Smollett types or the Tiamari types. He's been with you know the Rihannas or the the baddie professional industry. He has been with all of them. Drake is out here living his best, of course, black and Caucasian Ooh. life. Like he yes. is just, he's doing it. But I think the thing that was so interesting for me is when I heard the song and the lyrics, he was like rarely popping. I'm like, this is so speaking to me right now mm-hmm. because I was like, yes, stepping into my bag, trying to have my life together and rarely popping off on these dudes that definitely do not deserve my time and attention. The block button has become like a, a, a source of joy and just peace for me on social media. I don't even respond to people no more for the most part unless they say something stupid. Mm-hmm. But when I think about the song in general, I personally thought that after, you know, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, because, you know, Drake oh, loves God. channeling. He loves channeling oh, like song. different, you know, geographical places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was, you know, Trinidadian for a little bit. I honestly thought I was gonna get asian drake next so i'm a little bit disappointed i wanted i wanted like tokyo drake i really was waiting for it i was like oh he gonna come out with the kimonos yeah and crying like janae aieko and i'm gonna get like a whole bunch of collaborations between him and like whoever a k-pop artist is from korea so to see bounce nolia drake come first i'm like i guess i'll accept this but that's disappointing i was really also ready for australian drake yeah australian drake would have been tight I'm not mad at that. Because I feel like there's a lot of play on words that you can do with like down under. And I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. he going to do this with bitches. You with the down under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. waiting on that. Like, yeah. or the second, like, oh, oh, Or what oh, if he oh. does like a, a South Asian version and hits you with that Hindi Bollywood type? <gasps> I can get down with that now. Oh, I can get down Slumdog with Millionaire meets Jimmy in a wheelchair. Yeah. That would be everything. <sighs> I'm ready for it, man. I am ready for it. With all the in-between musical scenes. Yes. Yes. Oh, that would have been... See, Drake, you fucking up. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Noya. I'm definitely here for the N.O. Bounce. If anyone knows me, I, I follow the fuck out of Tootie and Big Frida. 
<laughs> um, that is my show. I was actually more excited to hear her watch the breakdown. I was like, Tootie! I was so I happy for her. Um, but then even on top of it, I was just kind of looking at the song. Okay. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Listening. This is how it starts. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I keep seeing this meme being circulated on Instagram in regards to Cardi B now. Okay. Saying how Nicki Minaj didn't release songs. I saw that. That were supposed to come out in April because she wanted to give Cardi B her moment to shine. Right. I saw that. Here's my theory. Okay. Nicki don't give a fuck about Z- if. Z- I'm going to say it in English. Zero. And in Spanish. Settle. Fucks. Okay. About it. Um, <laughs> Nunca. None. Me. Not. Mm-mm. Whatever. She Mm-mm. does not care. Mm-mm. And the thing is. If you notice, Drake is very big on jumping on trends. Whoever is hot, oh, he yeah. will definitely. Have you heard Drake say one thing about Cardi B? Not a head nod, a tweet. Um, don't worry, I'll wait. I'm yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. You know what? <clears throat> he didn't. I think he shouted her out at one of the concerts, or she opened up for one of his shows. Really, a minute ago, but that was it. Like it was, and he sent her a bunch of OVO like hoodies and sweatshirts and shit because she put it on her. IG story or like okay. on, her, on her page and she's like oh look I got all this OVO like sweat shoes and da 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 you know okay but, so at least it seems like because in my head the conspiracy theory was just like you know what no I believe if it though if Nikki would have like done that then I feel like if people would have been like oh she's threatened she's being petty she won't give her but I'm like if Drake puts out a song that takes away a little bit it just looks like Drake just putting out shit right yeah and I think I think on you the ain't real. slick Onika no okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if she has Nasir jump no, we're not doing it. Let's Mm-mm. not. Let, let's, let's, yep. Because no. that man is aging like Sauvignon Blanc. And I'm just like, you know, we God. all do, girl. It's that, man, I'm telling you. It's that. Then that he got the man. nerd to have like a business capital venture company. I'm like Queensbridge Business Ventures. Like, Nas is beyond like Ushiwali. Like, he is just oh, yeah, elevated. Way, yeah, way past that. So I mean, if, I'm kind of upset about the situation with him and Khalees, but we don't have time for that. But They like, still love each other. It's their pride that's keeping them that's from That's what together. it is. I'm at the point where I think the child support arguments are just so they can have an excuse to see, see each other in court. Agreed. Because don't know, bitch, that literally leaves a wedding dress in your house. You have not shaken her out your mind. You made it an album cover. Right. Come so on, you, my God. you need to stop. You're not over it, no. and neither am I. You still miss her because she on that woke shit. That's all that is. <sighs> my God, what a couple. Mm-hmm. What a man. But back to Nikki, if she sits there and want to act like, you know, she ain't at least silently looking at what's happening, her little 5'2 self is looking. Oh, yeah. she. You know what it is? She didn't expect... She she Cardi came out, and I'm gonna tell you this is what Nikki probably did. Cardi came out, and Nikki was like, "Oh yeah, she cute. She she's basically swagging my style." Because if you think about it, that whole Chinese like cut bangs and like you know the nails and the this this and this like Nikki was pushing it after that Harajuku Barbie like colorful wig shit. She was pushing the rest of it. I mean, even though that's what was out there, that was like a trend. So then you see now here comes Cardi, and I could see her having a little shade about it, being like. Oh, here come you know whatever she looks like sailor moon oh molly let's keep it real i'm so, like them wigs were out of control they were it was a lot it was a lot and i got it and, and Lil kim did it and and that roman roman oh. like that whole thing like i mean I, I like a good british accent i like to talk like this sometimes. but then she went to russia i was like what the fuck is like, this where in the world is carmen san diego for the brooklyn like what girl, the fuck is I happening right I now i do not know what's going on and or yeah queens queens because where's she from she's from queens right? yeah sorry and then cardi's from the bronx ha just too much um, going on. I can't with New York. I, um, thanks, guys. But I can't. I can't with this. I think overall, though, the song was everything. And I think actually 
the reason why it resonated so much with me, if I'm thinking about it, I have had a week in mm-hmm. terms of like dealing with men and just this, this, it's amazing this entitlement that men feel they have on like women's bodies. Oh yeah. Just to say whatever it is that they want just for the, the fact of like, and I think the thing that more so shocked me, Oh, sorry, I'm not setting up the story. So, um, the reason why I think I'm so in love with this whole nice for what song mm-hmm. is because this week I had just taken a nap. Mm-hmm. I woke up because, you know, it's like riding, doing my work. I had just taken a nap. You know, Chicago, Mother Nature to Chicago acts like a vengeful baby mama. That's just like, <laughs> oh, you ain't doing right. So you ain't going to see your kids. Y'all ain't going to see 55 degrees. No exactly. But the overcast, as well as like the little collagen cream I've been using from Marshalls, mm-hmm. had my skin looking amazing. And then I was feeling myself because I had on like this really cute like Calvin Klein short set, literally shorts because everyone knows I don't have a booty. Not leeway to say anything in my DMs, but these are facts. I'm a top heavy black woman. My thighs are deceitful because you think like, oh, so when she turned, I'm like, nope, there's nothing there. But (laughs) I was feeling myself. So I took a couple of pictures and I remember I was like, oh, I should put this on like my IG story. It's nice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing is, I was looking at myself differently mm-hmm. because Joy two years ago would have never even thought to post something like that because in the picture you see a neck roll as well as the fact it's any woman that has any sort of weight on her. It, it's that little space between your oh, arm yeah, and your arm. boob. I have that. Like, it's, it's like the chicken cutlet thing. Yeah. I mean, you can tone that up. That's not a problem, but I'm not really pressed on the issue because somebody's going to like it. And <laughs> now I'm not pressed, but like beforehand, it, it yeah, really would have fucked with yeah. me. So when I, I sent, I remember sending it to one of my girlfriends and I was like, I do want to put this on my IG story, on my branded page and my personal page. But I'm like, I want your opinion on it mm-hmm. first. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with a bunch of like extraness that comes from it or potentially yeah. someone saying something. That's not me right. being cocky. I just know tragically how men work. Oh yeah. So her response to me was, and I quote, it is 15 to 20% thirst trap. It is 80 to 85% a black woman at peace. Mm. And that really resonated with me. Cause I was like, man, I'm happy that she can see that or that that's resonating. Cause right. Girl, I finally am at peace with myself. I was like, you know what? I don't have an ass. I do have these Ds. I do have a minus off the chain. So I was just like, you know what? Fine. I'll I'll put it up there. And I actually told her, I was like, and that's going to be the caption. I'm not mad at it. When I tell you, <laughs> and not, you know what the sick part is? <laughs> My branded page didn't have no fuckery, no foolishness. Right. My personal page had in sequential order. It was like. Bad, worst, the worst. Oh, God. In terms of responses. So this is what I did. Because I even remember you added me. I was like, girl. Because I, like, lost my shit. After the third inappropriate comment. Oh, yeah. I just went the fuck off. And that's why you saw, like, the next two posters, like, I I know what's on my body. Right. Like, the text. Right. I don't need you to tell me. <laughs> exactly. Or you're just trying to start conversation with me. Right. And you personally know me. Right. So I'm just like. I don't even know why you would jump off that cliff anyway, because you know I'm going to curse you out. Oh, yeah. I, bet, I think people don't think you won't try them if they try you. I don't know why men think they can feel they can sit here, say something to you, and then you don't say shit back, or like you can't say anything back. And then the moment you say something back, you're like, well, bitch, you're not that cute anyways. And why are you trying to holler at me? <laughs> Let me tell you something. <clears throat> These are the following comments that I got. <laughs> because... In my journalistic integrity, if I'm going to talk about something and really get deeper about it, I'm right. bringing up the whole entire story. So, oh, Lord. 
the first comment I got. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but there is ink or something on your right breast. No, I just felt like being dirty that day. So I just cleaned every part of my body except my right titty. Right. The second comment. I'd say 30% thirst trap. And when did you get a tattoo? I have eight. Funny, though, how you're also honing in on that part, not the fact that I look like a black woman at peace. But we know that Joy got a tattoo. And then lastly, someone said agreed, I guess, in terms of what my caption was. The only reason why I found that to be problematic Mm -hmm. is because this is also someone that whenever I have a picture, they'll comment. And one time they even said, I know I shouldn't be liking this picture, but I do anyway. What? This person's married with kids. Oh, see. So. See, you ain't shit anyways. Like, you want some. You, you, you. Okay. <laughs> so, I was just, like, really in my feelings. And then I really got to thinking. I was like, why do I? I really felt like at that point, like, I had done something wrong. Right. And it started to really make me think about, like, just men and how we as women are trained to be on the defensive in terms of everything that we do all the time where they can just the world is theirs they can say whatever they want so let me just you know ask you have you ever gone through that and like what like how do you handle it I have um so recently probably within this last year I've kind of really changed on my Instagram I kind of push it to be more of my work so I'll, I'll insert some pictures of me here and there um but like just it's so funny because what I had happened to me today was this random guy came in my DMs, was like, oh, how you been? You you left Chicago. Today. You know, I'm going to be nice. I'm not a rude person. So finally past that, he was like, oh, well, are you, so you're just living your life in Italy? I'm like, no, I was in Greece. I live in Chicago, but thanks. Moving forward, he was like, so what's the craziest thing you ever done? I was like, nothing, to be honest. Like being what? there. Yeah, I was like, what's the craziest thing you did there? I was like, uh, nothing, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to keep it short. So most of the time you expect people to keep like oh she's not really giving me any entertainment right you go okay thanks right past that this (laughs) this motherfucker (laughs) um then begins to go yeah just another pretty face no personality i went first of all i said hold up i was like who are you first i said excuse me i said who are you and who am i to entertain anything that you put in my dms I'm like, plus this is the internet. So you talking about my personality when you don't even know me right. or anything about me because I can't entertain these goosey, like these, these, these lame ass, goofy ass questions you giving me think, just like that. So number one, kudos, um, because I would have not held it together. I'd have been like, you can get the whole single gas and liquid fuck off my page. Um, But I think the thing is, like, even when I think about my situation, Mm -hmm. right, the fact that I can just readily talk to you or my cousin or any of my other girlfriends, and we have a plethora of stories of how men will just say inappropriate things. And when you call them out, or at least not even call them out, but when you alert them to the fact that this is not acceptable behavior, now it's a projection of, like you said, oh, you think you cute or you're being too sensitive or right. it's not even that deep. So let me just put it out here to any person with a penis who is listening to this podcast. So it can be made like crystal. And you could put your penis up against, you know, so it hears too. Exactly. You against like, the speaker. B- both. both of you. So you and your, your love below can mm-hmm. get a better understanding. When a woman puts something onto social media, right, does that open up a, a door? 
in a sense, yes, it does because, and you have to be real with it. You're opening up yourself yourself to the public. The public's either going to like it or they're going to comment on it. But the thing that needs to be understood is the range of your comments. If they are disrespectful, if there's something that you know is you clearly just trying to be hyper hypersexualize the situation, mm-hmm. then I'm like, then it's not okay, right? Because at the end of the day, me putting up something of of my autonomy or me celebrating my autonomy is not a window for you to sit there and comment on it. Because if you know Joy, or Joy has questions whether it's my persona with this brand, or whether it is Joy Colette Weathers, when have I ever been the person that is not, number one, not only going to be a champion for women, and the fact that if nudity empowers you, cool, if conservatism empowers you, fine. But I'm not going to comment on it. As well as the fact I'm not a woman that's going to sit here and be upset when I see a woman hypersexualized, or right, but I'm like now cheering and ooing and eyeing when it's a man. I think it is all wrong. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. put a, I, I'm not trying to be out here looking at Safari's beefcake or, or whatever, right. you know? And I'm also not here trying to sit here and let you hypersexualize me. Yeah. Secondly, if you are trying to talk to me or say something and then you get hit with the argument of, well, I would never. I have daughters. I have a mom. I have Fuck that ideology because it does not stop a man no man goes into the box or goes into a strip club and like i'm gonna respectfully toss these dollars because you are someone's daughter they don't get no fuck no fuck they like shake that ass right in my face exactly or if someone makes a stunt well we're just shocked because we're so used to be you being conservative whether i'm conservatives or not it's not a free-for-all for you to say anything to come hit my box like that exactly because the fact of the matter is i completely let you live Mm-hmm. When y'all are out here, you know, showing me that same as cognac color code from Banana Republic mm-hmm. Outlet or whatever express ass T-shirt that you got on with, you know, pants or a suit jacket that is half a size too big because you don't understand the breadth of your shoulders and how actual tailoring works. I'll let you live when you all are sitting here in them same camouflage ass shorts that we know we about to see all summer with the the what is it the jump not the jumpers but with the damn throwback switched out because you're trying to live your best you know alan iverson impersonation i let y'all live when you are sitting here in these damn you know the newest vapor maxes or or you know aqua quench boost shacks or whatever the fuck y'all wearing because you need extra ankle support as you dodge commitment and anything that looks remotely like a relationship so if i put up an image of me being excited that I finally like myself and you think you're going to come in my inbox and say anything that A, you wouldn't want your wife seeing, that B, you wouldn't want your mama seeing, or that C, you wouldn't I rebuke you. be okay if someone said that to, oh, the women in your life, oh, then do not God. think for a second that you are going to say it to me. Agreed. Agreed. As well as the fact, I cannot help the fact that I have large breasts. I come from a praying southern, big-tittied family, okay? My mom has H's. They look at me like, that's that girl, you only got D's? And I'm like, that's all I want. What the hell? <laughs> you like, what? Whoa, whoa. I don't want these to get no bigger. Right. Like, I have children that I'm going to eventually have to nurse. Right. I'm good. Yeah. Agreed. I'm sitting here like, okay, girl, you need to lose some weight. So the conversation that ultimately needs to be had is not to sit here and look at women and think that it is a free-for-all to say what you want. No. The conversation that needs to be had is we need to start to change the mindset of men and the fact that, We should not be catering 
to quote unquote the nature Mm -hmm. of men. The Mm -hmm. nature of men needs to fucking change. Because if I sit here and let you all live when y'all are out here doing the most and I'm still giving people chances and I'm just like, no, they're good people. It's okay. Then I damn sure expect the same when I do nothing but try and be respectful. That's all women want. Don't say shit to me that you don't want me to say back. And if we keeping it real, For everyone that wants to sit here, fellas, and use this safari, you know, example, I have been having sex since 2008. I have only dealt with three safaris in my life. So let's keep it real here. That ain't y'all testimony anyway. Definitely not. I don't know why people think they like riding on. Exactly. This is what what I got. It wouldn't be be acceptable if that happened to me. Sweetheart, it would never happen to you. Ain't nobody in these streets talking about what you working with. Sit down. Sit sit all the way down. And on that note, we're going to go to a really positive place after this commercial break. I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Cavassier VSOP. If you all remember when Busta Rhymes did not have a breast cup size, and had dreads and was out here passing it along with Diddy, then let's take it back another notch and enjoy it in the present sense. So the next time that you want to be out here living your best life with your girls or your guys or running through the streets of Chicago or whatever city it is that you are from, make sure that you are doing it with Cavassier VSOP, passing it responsibly and having a good ass time. And now let's get back to Joy Has Questions. Yay! So this is my favorite part of the show that I'm going to talk about. This is me interviewing my amazing, amazing guests. So let's keep it real. The spotlight is on you, honey. Yeah. (laughs) So first and foremost, like I look at you, I definitely get like Wonder Woman vibes. So I want you to tell the listeners, like, what is it in terms of your brand, what you bring to the table, your passions? Like, who is Amrache? Um, well, Amrache is, if I could put it where I wanted to give myself my own title, it's like three rolled into one. Um, she is a art director, she's a DJ, and she's a traveling photographer. Oh, uh, and also guys, if you all, I mean, I'm definitely going to make sure I have, um, your IG handles and everything, but her photography work, phenomenal. Oh, like Cuba, you. gorgeous. Like it literally just makes me want to go like, let me just go out here to Viagra Triangle and get somebody to pay for this trip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go. Um, Okay, then. So in terms of you doing photography, your Mm -hmm. art directing, everything that you're into, um, what got you into it? Like, what made you want to, you know, tap into your creativity in this manner? Um, My grandma. My grandmother um, has amazing talent. Um, She's the first person that I could actually pinpoint that, you know, we would go somewhere, whether it's curtains or anything, and she'd be like, hmm. She'll look at it and go, I can do that. And she would make curtains. Like, my grandmother is someone who could look at something and remake it. She also is an amazing artist. My father is an artist. He's an, a carpenter as well. He's really good. And he's a DJ. <laughs> so I look at it as my creativity comes from my dad, obviously, but really foremost, my grandmother. And so that's who inspired me to really push on my creativity. Oh, it's and I've always find sometimes when like the passion is tied into like a loved one, it really makes you just like hustle that much harder because mm-hmm. it's it's your way to continue to channel those good memories or to honor them or yeah. that legacy. So one thing that I have always connected with your page is how you are very pro native roots, right? Mm-hmm. And let's keep it real. We know a ton of people, especially within the African diaspora, are always going, Well, I'm one sixteen Chippewa. Right. And see, that's how I get this one wave on right. the left side of uh, my head. That's how I got that one dimple on the right looking. Exactly. At us. And I <laughs> and I completely I get it in I'm a sense that because yeah. like that's what we're 
when we don't necessarily truly know where we come from, that yeah. is a very com- common conversation. Yeah. I'm honored and blessed to say that, especially on my father's side of the family, we can actually trace ourselves back not only to the plantation that we came from, but even before then, which is a rarity. It's a rare for African American yeah. families. But for yourself, mm-hmm. I see that you always are commenting on your Navajo roots or just like mm-hmm. your native side. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that's important in terms of the overall discussion of African Americans or just the African diaspora knowing who they are? Um, I think if you know who you are, it gives you a sense of where you can go. It gives you a sense of pride. Um, me being very connected to my Navajo roots, again, like I just said, my grandmother inspired me. My grandmother's Navajo, so she's 100% Navajo. I've spent my entire life going back and forth to the reservation. I know my family. I know my clans. Like, I know who I am. So having that and knowing who I am has really given me the ability to see where I want to go and and how I can move forward with that. So I think for um, people from the African diaspora and people who, who are still looking for things, I feel like even though we don't have the direct link to be like our grandmothers or our mothers, we can research who we are as a people, you know, places that we come from, you know, look at our talent. So where does some of this talent come from? It might come from people who are from Ghana or, you know, certain things with like, how we dress and mm-hmm. look at how we braid our hair. That is so much culture in our hair and how we take care of it and how we wear it. That's where we start. So even though you don't have the direct parent or grandparent, I think just learning about our culture in general, cause it's so vast. Like Africa is huge, right. full of many countries. You know, you have so much inspiration to pull from there. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, the main thing that we should do. Do you ever feel like you are pressured to choose a side? Like case in point, I know more, more, most recently, I should say, um, there was the whole debate that was sparked from Love and Hip Hop Miami in terms of like the Afro Latina issue. Do you think that the same thing exists for like Afro or Afro Native Americans? It does. So it's so funny. I was working on this um, photo series with my cousin and my little cousin Leah, who's amazing. She's gorgeous. She's like six one, long black hair. You just gorgeous, right? Sounds like Drake's type. Girl, she walk in the room and you like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we did this thing called like Afro Navajo. So my grandmother made us these really cool skirts, made us Navajo skirts out of African print. Oh. And so I photographed my grandmother's sister who wears Navajo, like traditional Navajo wear, putting my cousin's hair in a bun. And then I photographed my cousin around our family's home so we Mm -hmm. have sheep we have like a mesa behind us like I photographed her around and I wanted to prove a point that you know we all talk about how we should all support our color but colorism exists in the Native American community as well wow and most people don't know that so you have a lot of black Native Americans and you never see them because colorism exists and you have more white Native Americans no shade more white Native Americans being pushed and present than actual like black Native Americans. So the reason why I did that series to be like, we do exist. We do have our own narrative. It is not just the fact that like my great, great grandfather, my dad, you have more black and Native American people as well. And I'm sure it is a strong struggle because both your people come from a situation where they were put in bondage. Land was taken away from them, like generational issues, right. you know, and then you have to struggle with trying to figure out who you are. So that, that, that is a real thing. And, I mean, I really would love to kind of push, you know, showing people that black Native Americans really do exist. Definitely. I think lastly, like, because I know you said that you did the series Mm -hmm. um, with your cousin. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, like, you have many day jobs, too, in which you're dealing, like, with Art Direction, the social club that we came from. You Mm -hmm. definitely were a part of creating an environment of inclusivity with the members Mm -hmm. and, like, experiencing different parts of Chicago. You just came back from Greece. Yeah. 
Good God. Um, so what would you say to someone who is trying to branch off or start their journey? Like maybe they are interested in photography or, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to figure out who, do, how do I start to connect with different people? Like, what would you say? Um, honestly, I would say, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. Like leaving that job and being there for so long, leaving the comfort of like insurance, leaving the comfort of a constant paycheck to, to want to, then experience, you know, what I really want to do as a passion. Um, you got to take that leap of faith. You have to, you, 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 it's, it's the saying, I think I usually mess this up sometimes, but it's like, um, the shots you don't take kind of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're not going to take them, you already miss them. They don't exist. They don't work, you know? So that's kind of like why I feel like most people should actually, go and jump in. I can't really give you a roadmap because my story is different than yours. You know, um, my story came from, like we said, the social club where we were working at. Mm-hmm. So I was able to network that way. I also was doing things pre like prior to that when I was in school. Um, so those kind of things led me there. It, but it's also like, you know, it just, your story is different. So it's like, don't be afraid to go out in front of people and actually talk to them. Don't be afraid to introduce yourself as your, who you are as a creative. So I think that's that's Close the only best way I could get fans. hello, and that's the best way I could explain someone to go about trying to do their thing. You right. know, I'm still struggling with trying to get you know stuff together, and that's why I'm working two jobs. You know, I'm I'm I I get really sidebar by people who like to come around and be like, oh yeah, you just do this, or yeah, you just do that, like because that's what we do for work, but yet. You, you not, you know what I mean? Like how you think I got to live? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like art is not necessarily the most popping thing that's paying money right now, you know? And because it's not, I still have to work and make money. So I get, I hate the shade that people like to throw on people like me because, oh, yeah. because what? Cause I work at two places and I have a job in like servicing you. Why, why are you coming at me? Like, are you feeding me? I don't think that. And that's the thing. I think that's a really big conversation that needs to be had is also the stereotype of what entrepreneurship looks like like sometimes if you know where you are in that point in the journey it's not you may not be in that space where you can just jump off the cliff fully like you Mm -hmm. were finally in that space but you're still working other jobs to facilitate the passions and the dream so Mm -hmm. I definitely understand that um I just want to say ending this wrapping it up thank you so much love for you know sitting with me listening to my crazy antics (laughs) um and then as well as for your perspective you know i support you anything that you need i got you um and everybody definitely check her out what's your ig handle just so everyone so my ig handle is at amrache and that's a m r a s h a y and that's on instagram okay so definitely go check her out also you're like the cure curated shots the color i'm like Ooh. do you like those i'm so annoyed with my page because i'm like i just want it brighter like your like your page is so bright mm-hmm. and i like that and it, it really like it radiates like the color and just like the light that it has Yay, so I'm i think glad. that's real and the authenticity too oh thank you it doesn't look like you were just trying to do like a fake deep picture oh no i'm not for that <laughs> <laughs> all right then love well thank you so so much and i will just be wrapping up the show so on uh april 22nd um jasmine kirk is hosting an amazing event it is called health inspires beauty brunch um it is going to be 773 north LaSalle drive in chicago i definitely just wanted to highlight this event or this young lady just because she is a really
really good friend of mine. If anyone follows her page, um, it is one of inspiration just in the sense of like really wanting women to just live their most authentic and best life. So I just wanted to give her some love. I'm so happy that you finally are doing your first event. I cannot wait to go and support. So that now brings me to the great, you know, emotional piece that I love talking about every day or rather um, just trying to be inspirational. So th- today, um, just to give a little background, I was watching <laughs> Lemony Snicket's The Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh my God, Events. I started that like the first season. I didn't like finish it. Oh my, the, the show is hilarious. Okay. Like I live for the show. But one thing that I was noticing out of nowhere, like as I was rolling around in bed in my Calvin's shade, <laughs> um, <laughs> I really was like, man, this just seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel for these kids. Like, they always got some shit happening. And then I literally stopped because the nerd in me attacked. And I was just like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And it really got me to thinking about the saying, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, So one thing that I came to realize is, and yes, the Miss Rizzo in me is about to come out. It is physiologically impossible not to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And what that means is like as human beings, even if you're looking at it from a literal sense, you can be in an elevator in any place that is dark. And once your eyes adjust and once you, you know, accept the darkness, if there is any point of light or any, you know, but your eyes will find it. Because the thing is we are programmed to see contrast. Mm -hmm. So then it made me go, is it the light, the fact that the light is at the end of the tunnel or is it the, it's the proximity Basically, it is the fact of how close is that light? Because the brighter the light, the closer you are to it, Mm -hmm. which therefore means that tunnel ain't that far, you know, and you can basically more adequately see things or, you know, like, okay, well, I got to hop over this step or do this or do that. But if that light is dim, that just means that the tunnel is longer. Mm -hmm. And what I find that symbolically to mean or what I've really started to think about then is the fact that it's not that people are you know they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel is that they don't want to put in the work that it's going to take to reach it or maybe they don't necessarily have those steps um and that's something that really I want us to get out of the habit of saying oh I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel when I think about it it's the effort that you're going to have to take to invest to get to the light and that's the thing that I find like whether it's a traumatic situation from childhood or is it that weight loss journey that you keep starting and stopping every time you smell a six piece with mild socks, extra lemon pepper and two peppers and a mystic love it now. That is my order to a T fried hard. But it's like, if that's what you keep starting and stopping whenever it is that you're Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, better yourself ultimately are those changes that you're going to have to make. Is it the fact that you're in a toxic relationship and you can't get out of it? Is it the job that you hate but you keep going in because you haven't thought of the exit plan to better yourself. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say this, when you get to a place of being more fed up with staying the same than the fear you have from walking away or from walking through the darkness, then that's when the light is finally going to start to get brighter Mm -hmm. because that's you symbolically taking those steps to get closer to it. And when you finally get to that place where you have, walked through that tunnel when you have gotten towards the light you'll realize that what that actually is it's like that spotlight of your destiny saying okay girl okay god you finally get it this is what you are capable of Mm -hmm. so for me when i look at everything i personally am just like i want us to stop saying that that you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because the thing is it is always going to be there it's just a matter of are you willing to take that step so that you can get towards it. Yeah. And that's only something that you can decide for yourself. Um, I want everybody to have an amazing week. Um, I want everybody to live their best life. I want everybody to 
um, secretly watch Love and Hip Hop. Just don't tell nobody because I really think it makes us look bad. But I watch the show all the time. But no, I definitely want us all to just, you know, live our best life. Keep those edges moisturized. Keep the bevel kits flowing. Um, start talking about whatever emotional trauma it is that we're going through. Because the joy has questions that you heard today where I had to, like, sit here and get people to I don't want to do that. That's not my platform. I want it to be, you know, more holistically happy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to tell people, get your shit together because I will read the fuck out of you. Yes. In my Calvin's. Um, so therefore I want everyone to enjoy their week and that is what your girl has to say and I will see you all next Sunday love you guys bye, bye.